even if I'm giving a little bit to these DIYers, who knows who they know. The thing I have seen is that now when someone's asking for an interior designer in some of those other groups, my name gets dropped a lot because now they've come to know, like, and trust me. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. BuildLane is a platform that makes it super easy for designers to specify custom furniture. They are changing the game. The end result is an unleashing of your creativity. Whatever you can imagine can be built. And whether or not you're a novice at custom furniture design or an expert, BuildLane's team can make the process super easy. Head on over to BuildLane.com. That's BuildLane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. BuildLane.com. Interior design life and business coach Desi Cresswell is no stranger to running a successful interior design firm. A former designer herself, Desi has learned everything that you need to know to bring in the Benjamins for your design business. To find out more, head on over to DesiCresswell.com. That's D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell. Wingnut Social for the Uninitiated is a social media marketing agency for the interior design industry because I used to be a designer in Miami, Florida. So what could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. We have very happy clients and an extraordinarily low churn rate in the industry. Pretty proud of that. Today's show, we're talking all about Facebook groups for clients, right? We had an episode with Natasha Jones. We were talking about Facebook groups for you in order to get clients like the, you know, the little marketplace groups or the recommendation groups. But today we're talking with Rachel Gill about having client-facing Facebook groups. So we're going to get into that and answer any questions that you might have and see how that's brought Rachel clients. You're going to be surprised. You're going to be really surprised because she gives away a lot of information. And I know a lot of people in the industry are like, no, don't tell them. No, this is proprietary. Don't give this, don't give this away. But it works really well for her. And we're going to go over that philosophy and that theory and why it works. You're going to find out. By the end of this episode, you're going to want to do the same. It's time for mini news, mini news sesh. Yeah. yeah. Instagram is still creating ways for us to monetize their platform. So Instagram is coming out with a new affiliate marketing program for creators. But this affiliate marketing program is going to be a native affiliate tool, which is going to enable creators to discover new products available for purchase in the app, and then share them with their followers and earn commissions for any subsequent purchases that they drive. So in other words, Instagram is going to have a bank of products that vendors are going to list with them. You can go in there and say, oh, I want to sell this. I want to sell this to my followers with my influence. It's a product I like, et cetera, et cetera. And then you'll get a commission on that sale. So what this does is it eliminates having to go through like to know it or any of those third-party apps. They're doing this straight through Instagram natively. So it's not out yet. They are testing it. It is in beta. And it remains to be seen how they're going to vet creators and vendors to work together. You know, these things do take a hot minute. But that's a really interesting idea to have a native affiliate app within the, you know, the, the platform that you're actually using it cuts out that middleman. I wonder what this is going to mean for those affiliate marketing 
big entities like Like to Know It and another things that I know a lot of you are all our members of. Very curious. Also, things like this too, you have to keep in mind, really depend on the vanity metrics, on how many followers that you have to see what kind of traction you have as far as making the commission. If you only have a, a low amount of followers, it, it, that's where the numbers game does play in because you know a certain percentage of those followers will buy what you're promoting. So it remains to be seen if it's going to be worth your time or not, but this is definitely something to keep an eye on. And also I'm curious to see if other platforms follow suit. I think this could be huge. This could be really huge for creators with a decent amount of following. So keep on working on that social media marketing and building your followers, but not just numbers. Make sure that they're engaged and genuine followers that are actually going to believe in what it is that you have to say, what it is that you have to sell, and are totally 100% invested in you and your brand. Man in new sash. Guys, before we get into my interview with Rachel Gill, let me tell you a little bit more about her. Rachel Gill is the owner and principal designer at, you guessed it, Rachel Gill Design. She's a boutique full-service interior design studio in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, hey, she's only like an hour, hour and a half from me. She focuses on quality over quantity and creates beautiful, soulful, one-of-a-kind homes for real life. Her design work keeps her on the run, but she's most content in her own home, cooking, reading, and entertaining. A true homebody, she's always up for treasure hunting adventure. She's also a mom to two boys who are her true joy in life. And she also has a Facebook group, which we're going to talk about today. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Rachel Gill to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Rachel Gill. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm good, Darla. How you doing? I am doing excellent. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. I know I, I reached out to you on Facebook about Facebook groups. So this is a, a definite organic kind of find. I thought that what you had to say about it is not only maybe not what everybody else has to say, but it's going to really, really help the audience to think a little bit differently about client-facing Facebook groups. So before we get into it, let me hear a little bit about your expertise in this area, what you have with your group, and we'll dive in. Okay. So I've only been in business a little over a year. Wow. I felt like having that outreach to find clients was really important for me early on. And something came over me very beginning of the year. I said, you know, let me start a client-facing Facebook group. It is private. It's for homeowners or, you know, renters, whatever. Um, But it's not necessarily geared towards designers. It's more just me. And actually, I think the idea came to me originally from another designer. Her name is Colleen Prim. And she talks a lot about this as well. So she was kind of my inspiration. So starting the Facebook group, I went into my local mom's Facebook groups prior to starting the group. And just said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about creating this Facebook group that talks about all things design and renovation. Are you interested in what kind of topics would you like to talk about? And I got a huge response from all of those Facebook groups. So then I just told them, when I start the group, I'll let you know. And then all of those people kind of joined simultaneously, which the group started at about four or 500 it's up to almost 700. Your group? Your your person, not the one that, not the mommy group? Yeah, my, yeah, okay. my group. Oh, wow. At less than a year or a little over a year? I'm sorry, you said that you So were I just started it in January. And the group? I've been in the group, wow. yes. But I've been in business a little over a year. 
Wow. Okay. Because I know we had Natasha Jones on a previous episode on the Wingnut Podcast, and the episode number escapes me, but it'll be in the show notes. And she did outreach for clients by being in the mommy groups or being in the little Facebook groups, but we didn't get as far as doing a client-facing group for their design. So walk us through it. How is it serving those people that are coming to the Facebook group? Because it's not B2B, it's not other designers, it's potential consumers or decorators or DIY kind of people. Set us up. What is it? So my whole thought was, you know, I, I listened to enough podcasts and enough business coaches to know that, you know, the no like and trust factor is really important when it comes to people respecting your business or understanding what you do. And so my goal was not necessarily, yes, long term to gain clients, but it was more to become sort of an expert in the area for home design and renovation. So I just geared it more towards what could I help people with? What questions might they have? Or what kind of things could I educate them on so that, you know, as we all know, a lot of just average consumers are not aware of how the design process works or anything that we do. They kind of think we just pick things, which is totally not true. <laughs> and it's so fun. It's so fun what oh, we do. It's just, can it's you just, just go pick this? It's like a hobby. Oh, how fun. Yeah, it's so fun, you know? But I felt like I would say a majority of the people who are in the group probably are DIYers, but a large handful of them have hired me for design projects. So there, you never know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You could think you're talking to an entirely... DIY group, but there are going to be people who may be sitting in there just observing. And when they're ready to hire someone, you now are that expert because you're sharing freely with your advice and your information. Okay. So let's backtrack a little bit because you said when you started the group, your thought process was to become a leading expert, design expert in your area, in your region. But that's always a long-term play Like in marketing, that's always a long-term strategy to build that brand awareness, like you said, and build that know, like, and trust for the the money and the clients to start trickling in in the end game. So that had to be part of your thinking there, right, to develop that brand and that brand awareness. And I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk at all? Yes, I love him. Yeah, so so, so his philosophy is give, 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 you know, jab, 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 and then right hook. So you want to be giving and building, (laughs) right, building those relationships and building that, that confidence. And then, then you ask for the business. So I'm imagining, correct me if I'm wrong, that you're going in there, you're giving, and we'll get into the level, like where do, what, how much advice is too much, right? So you're giving advice, you're helping people. And at some point, they're just like, you know what, I love Rachel, she's been super helpful, screw this. I really don't want to do this myself. I'm going to reach out to her and just have her do it because I, I love her so much. She's giving, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, that's how it's working for you, right? <laughs> yes, that's how, that's absolutely, 100%. That's how it's working. Because I am, I'm even, you know, I get the questions, specific questions. There's some things I can't answer, but I do my best. You know, like we said, there is a fine line, but I do. I just freely give and it comes back tenfold. What would the fine line be? Like, what wouldn't you answer? What, what, are, what, strategically speaking, where do we stop? So I'll give you an example of what happened this past week. I did have, um, I put a post in, so I'll do an educational post. I was doing them very frequently. I'm doing them about once a week now about how to, if you're DIYing paint choices, kind of how to perfect that and how to make sure you're choosing a color for yourself. This is not me telling them, pick this paint color. This is giving them advice on how to do it. Sure. And I had a member of the group say, my mom just painted her powder room a yellow color. She's not really loving it. What color do you suggest for a powder room? We all know there's no, 
There is no clear answer to that. I said, I, I need to know her style. I would need to see the surrounding spaces. There's a lot more to that. I said, but my go-to in a small powder room without a window is to make it feel like a jewel box. So any dark colors or maybe even a, um, a wallpaper or something to give it that excitement. But other than that, I can't tell you unless I see the space. Yeah. And, and that's true. You're not blowing, yeah. you're not blowing smoke to try to get her business. That's absolutely right. true. That's as a designer, that's part of the process. You can't just throw random stuff at them. <laughs> exactly. I, they, I would not be respected if I did that, you know? So what was her response to that answer? It was thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she probably wanted a little more, but I mean, I, I, I feel like giving her just even the information about turning it into a jewel box, you know, the, the way that we think we think everyone thinks like we do when it comes to design, but even just giving somebody a little nugget or just something for them to think on or to even Google or mm -hmm. look on Pinterest, that helps. And I know designers out there are having heart attacks, Anjana, thinking that you're giving away business or something. But again, going back to that building the brand awareness and know, like, and trust and building that credibility as an expert and people just saying it's it's almost kind of a numbers game too and just building that reputation and them just saying you know screw it I'm going to hire you what kind of clients are you getting from the Facebook groups if you're doing DIY stuff are you finding you're getting more middle class a lower middle class higher middle class I'm, I'm what what are you finding level of client that that's bringing for you right now only a year or so in business yeah I would say it ranges. There have definitely been just the one-off consults, which I don't mind doing. I kind of like those as kind of filler. Wham, bam. Thank um, you, ma'am. Yeah. Go in 3.50, an hour and a half later, you know, you're done. Those don't bother me at all. And then, you know, you also in that time are building, again, the expert factor when you're in there giving them all of these ideas. Um, and then I've all the way up to a full first floor renovation that I'm working on right oh, now. Oh, wow. And so, that was from the group? That was from the group. Okay. So how did that, do you remember how that started out, how that interaction started out from the group to to go to closing that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people will just say, I saw you on Facebook and, and I, it's not my page because you know how there's really not very much interaction yeah. with your business page. They'll say, I saw you on Facebook. I really like your style. I really like the things that you that you say, and you know, I'm interested in having you come out and we're looking to do this. So it's usually someone reaching out via Facebook DM. And it's funny because so many people have said, Facebook's dead. Don't, don't do Facebook. It's only Instagram. Speaking from experience, I can't say that I agree with that. But um, it's just been a range of projects. Well, you know, it's different for everybody. And you're working Facebook. You're actively putting in the sweat equity into Facebook. And I think it's what you put in is what you get out of it. And going back to what you said, do you know that the Facebook for organic traffic on business pages, it's not, you knew it wasn't from your business page because for Facebook, but groups are actually doing really well on Facebook because Facebook did a thing where they want to push conversation, engagement, community, and they to get any traction on your business page anymore, you have to put money behind it. So you're more than likely right. But would you say that you're putting most of your effort into the Facebook over the Instagram? Yes. So I don't recycle the content onto Instagram. Nice. It's just totally different. And also, and I will say this as a caveat, a lot of the times when I post an educational post, I will use images that are not mine and I'll quote the source. Of course. Yeah. So it's just more to explain like, this is the look I'm talking about. And I don't feel comfortable putting all of that on Instagram. I just, you know, don't want to recycle other people's work constantly. So yeah. And then that is a, that's a thing too. One thing that about Facebook is it's hard to push from Facebook to Instagram because it doesn't really, it, the Facebook's, um, the way it's set up, it doesn't really translate to Instagram, but from Instagram to Facebook seems to be better. You can kind of, you can push backwards that way. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, 
I'd like to take this minute to welcome Bill Lane as a new sponsor to our show. I tell you, when Bill Lane came to me to inquire about becoming a sponsor, I was like, oh, let me see what they're all about. And I have to tell you, I would have given my left leg <laughs> to have known about Bill Lane when I was doing interior design in Miami because they would have made it so much simpler. So let me tell you a little bit about what they do. They are a platform that makes it easy for designers to build custom furniture for our clients. For example, like in Miami, if I had to build a custom dining table for someone, I would go for one vendor. If I had to do upholstery, I would go to another vendor. If I had to build a chase, a different vendor. And it's so much systems and processes and logistics and putting everything together well. Build Lane does all that for you. All you do is send them your design. It can be anything from like a little coffee table sketch to an inspiration photo or, or fully specified CAD drawing. And they're going to match the needs of that piece with one of their highly, highly vetted factories that has the capabilities to make that piece and return the quote to you. Then all you do is approve the quote. You get a shop drawing. You approve that. The piece is fabricated. You get photos to show the build, how it's going with the fabric, other materials along the way. So you're fully informed. You can inform your client. You can save these images to show your client put on social media, whatever, and Build Lane even handles the shipping. You get a dedicated account manager and they start the process with a demo to walk you through the site, which is super, super easy peasy. And we'll be there along the way to help you with any questions that you might have. So the end result is really just anything you can imagine, right? Any piece of furniture that you can design, even if you're not an experienced designer or you, you don't have experience with CAD, but if you can kind of visualize it, attach some inspiration photos, send it their way, they're going to find you the vendor to make that happen. Very easy. You don't have to run around to different vendors. You don't have to, you know, chicken with a head cut off. I wish <laughs> that I had known about them when I was doing this. It would have made my life so much easier. So to go check them out, head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. BuildLane.com. Life and business coach Desi Cresswell is a coach for us, the interior design industry. And you know what? She's a former designer. So who is better to coach you on how to run a successful interior design business? And if you have been attending her five-day focus fix over on her Instagram channel at Desi Cresswell, you know that she is the real deal and she has tons of takeaways and she's been giving that away for free. So just imagine the depth and level of expertise that you can achieve from her by going and signing up for her Out of Overwhelm coaching program, which starts on July 13th. If you head on over to desicresswell.com slash coaching or even just desicresswell.com, you can get some more information on it. It's a three-month group coaching program. What's great about group coaching is not only can you present your problems and situations to Desi to help work them through, but you can hear other people's situations that just might apply to you that maybe you forgot about and hear their solution and apply that towards yourself as well. So sometimes group coaching is even better than one-on-one -on -one just for that creativity and that spurring that, oh yeah, you know what? I, I have that problem also. I totally forgot about it. So I can't recommend group coaching enough. And not only that, it includes a custom workbook and the full version of the daily planner to ensure that you're integrating and implementing what you learn in the program, can we say, accountability. It includes an online community where you can connect with like-minded interior designers, share resources, and get, again, here's the keyword, accountability that you desire. Some topics include mastering your schedule, managing 
perfectionism. Holy cow, don't we do that? So many designers, perfectionism, perfectionism. Stop procrastinating. Develop your CEO mindset. Learn to be decisive. Stop people pleasing. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you out in the audience. So if this is for you, again, head on over to DesiCreswell.com. That's D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L.com. Tell her Darla sent you and free yourself from overwhelm. Have you gotten any pushback from other interior designers related to, you know, giving information or any negative feedback in that way? Not specifically towards me. I just often hear on podcasts or even, you know, through designer Facebook groups that I'm a part of that, you know, it's not okay to share sources. It's not okay to share all of this information. As soon as someone says, what's the paint color? You should say, well, my paint consultation is this amount of money. I just don't agree with that. I don't either. I think that's kind of... Right. And I, and that's how it's received. And, and part of building that brand awareness, again, is building that relationship with someone. You're right. And if someone came up and said, hey, who's your, you know, this, that, and you're like, go away, pay me for this. And a lot of designers have that attitude. I can't believe you would even ask me this. And from a getting an offended kind of situation, instead of turning that into an opportunity to educate the person as to how we work. Because again, people think that what we do is sometimes is a fun hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and we we would do it for free. It's a ton of work. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely is a ton of work. So again, to your point earlier, there is a point to where you, you're not going to design for free for them over the internet because the, we do have our limitations. But that's what we recommend even at Wingnut Social. If Some designers won't do it, but we get people say, hey, can you tell me what paint color that is? Or, or where did you get this or that or the other? Now, if it's super curated custom trade source, right. we will say, right. you know, that is a custom made piece from our trade. I'm happy to, you know, to hook you up with it and send me a DM. Yeah. Or here's the paint color. And that person's happy. They have a warm, Mm -hmm. fuzzy feeling in their gut about your services. And someday they might use you. Tomorrow they might use you or they might know know someone else who will use you because you weren't a a total B-I-T-C-H with them. (laughs) And absolutely. And my theory is that even if you were to give someone five of the things from the room you designed, they don't have your creative mind. It's never going to turn out the same way that you, I could hand them everything in that room. It still would not turn out the same way. And I will go back to a podcast that I heard that was Shay McGee. And we know how successful she's been. And she clearly said... But I've never heard of her. Who's that? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, who is that, right? <laughs> um, she clearly stated that she built her business so much by engaging with people and sharing that information, which made them continue to come back. Case in point and multi-million dollar empire. I just remembered my my point that I my menopause erased for me temporarily. <laughs> See, I knew it would come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when uh, something to keep in mind when you're get, saying like you were like, "Oh, I would make it a jewel box kind of thing or, mm-hmm. or 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 we take ourselves for granted and what we can see in our mind, our creativity, our ability to design and I think that sometimes we put that on our target, you know, the person that's asking that we take that for granted, you know, and the people that are asking for this advice, they're not, they don't have the skills. I mean, what they, some of them might, and you might give them something, they run with it. But generally speaking, um, it's called job security. We have the skills to, to actually enact that, enable that. And that's why eight to nine times out of 10, they're going to say, you know what, this is overwhelming. I can't do this. I don't want to run this project. I'm just going to go hire Rachel. 
So, Rachel, okay, so we did talk about before about, you know, the philosophy of jab, 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 give, 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 but eventually there has to be a call to action. I mean, we're not in this for free. We're going to run a business. We want to pay ourselves and provide ourselves with an uncomfortable lifestyle. So there has to be interspersed with all this beautiful knowledge that you're giving these people who know, like, and trust you, a call to action of some sort. What is your call to action? So, you know, oftentimes, like I said, I'll just do these educational style posts and randomly I'll intersperse kind of a design process type of post. Like, you know, this is how we work or um, I give them something that's inspirational and talk about working through a project. Then at the end, I will say, you know, if you need help creating the bathroom of your dreams, feel free to reach out. We can, you know, for the, dis- the free discovery call and let's see if we can get started on your project. And then, you know, clearly give them all of my information. A lot of times they translate because I will find that I get a DM a day or two later or someone looking for information on my pricing or, you know, I'd have to say 85 to 90% of my clients have come from this group. Whoa, that's, that's extraordinary. And do you do a lot of video or is it mostly video? How are you, how are you presenting this information? Early on, I did a poll in the group and I said, how would you like this information presented to you? Wow. Would you prefer it as like a blog post form with pictures? Would you prefer videos or live videos? A majority said blog posts. They wanted to be able to read and see pictures. So that's where I do it. And then I do do, um, I try to keep consistent with like a design tip once a week where it's a video or a live video where I'll show, you know, a project I'm working on. Those get engagement, but I still feel like the blog posts, that's what they like. They like to be able to read. Which is getting more engagement in spite of the poll. The blog post. Really? More so than the yeah. video. I'm surprised. Yeah, which I'm mm-hmm. surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I mean, you asked them. You asked and I asked them. Yeah. And you're delivering. <laughs> I, and I am. And I'll throw things in that they don't ask for. But uh, yeah, I think they like the, the fact that the blog posts have the pictures and it's information. Uh, true, they can read it. So would you recommend to the designers listening in the audience to kind of start and doing that groundwork, that reconnaissance in their local Facebook groups before mm-hmm. they start this? Or just to just go whole hog, start their client facing Facebook group and uh, cross their fingers, provide content and and see where it goes from there. I'd say 100% engage in those local groups first, because if you start it and just say, I actually tested this, I went back into another group that I hadn't said anything ahead of time to and said, hey, I have this Facebook group, come join it type of thing. That didn't go over that well. It was really engaging with the people before I even started it and and kind of asking them because people like to feel like they're helping. I've, I've found that. So if they feel like they're giving you the topics, they're kind of saying, yes, I'd love that. What This is what I'd like to talk about. This is what I want to know. This is what I want to learn. That engages them before you've ever even started the group. And that's where they all came from. Okay, so that takes a little bit of due diligence and getting out there. What kind of Facebook groups are we reaching out to in order to build that um, initial audience? So. I did it all in a day's time. It was three local, I guess you would call them moms groups. So one is the county that I live in, one is the neighboring county, and one is the largest town near me. So the three moms groups, I, I said the same thing in. And then in that day's time, I said, okay, as soon as I post the group, I'll invite you to join. And it all within a few days was was done. Are you a family-friendly designer? Like you specialize in designing for you know, families with small children, that kind of thing. Is that why you reached out to the mommy groups? 
I just know that that is where people go to get advice. I mean, because I've been in them and seen some of the questions they ask. They're constantly asking for contractor recommendations and, you know, home improvement, people, painters, things like that. So I knew, and especially during COVID, people were so into doing things for their home. I figured, hey, people are asking these kinds of questions. This would be something that would appeal to them. So it's not necessarily that I'm focused on family-friendly design. I do have two children, but, you know, have clients all the way up to empty nesters. Mm -hmm. um, But that's a good thing to consider, right? When you're building up the clients for your Facebook group is to find those groups who align with your ideal client or who you want to attract. And you have two kids, so you can relate to those potential clients that have the families and stuff. When, When I was doing design in Miami, I don't have kids. So most of my clients didn't. It was just where I was networking, what I was, you know, grouping in. A lot of my clients were professionals in their 40s and their 50s who were either empty nesters or didn't have kids and big techno geeks with dogs. Because <laughs> yes, <laughs> those are right. the groups I was hanging out. So that's something to consider when you're reaching out to groups. If you don't want to design for people with little kids, maybe not the mommy groups. Maybe you're looking in the local Facebook, you know, marketplace or, you know, Pinecrest marketplace or restaurant groups or philanthropy groups business or yeah, business. Exactly. So keep that in mind as well. Or if you don't like dogs, you know, maybe don't mention anything in the local dog group. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Rachel, is there anything that I forgot to ask you that you think that the listeners need to hear about Facebook groups for clients before we get into the What Up Wingnut round? You know, look, I think we're all trying to level up. I I think uh, not, I don't even want to put words and say most designers, but we are all looking for the jobs that pay well and, you know, are, are more full service. And I wouldn't say that the information I'm providing this group is necessarily geared towards that client, but there are those clients in there. And even if I'm giving a little bit to these DIYers, who knows who they know and who knows who they're, you know, the thing I have seen is that now when someone's asking for an interior designer in some of those other groups, my name gets dropped a lot because now they've, they've come to know, like, and trust me. Exactly. And I found that happened with me as well. My name was getting dropped as a reference in these other groups because for the first couple of years, I was give, 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 giving. I'm st- I mean, still was give, give, giving. And it takes a while. It's not like instantly you're going to get the clients, but it's 100% going to pay off. So it seems counterintuitive, but give, give, and the universe will give back to you. Uh, I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. <laughs> Rachel Gill, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I am. Let's do it. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? So I, it, it has to be tidbit queen because my good friends know that, I mean, I just throw out these random like little facts of knowledge and they've just teased me my whole life. So I'm the tidbit queen. I give out tidbits, <laughs> which aligns with my group. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. The tidbit <laughs> queen. You're stuck on a deserted island and can have only one favorite food. What's it going to be? Oh, it's going to be pasta. I'm an Italian. Oh, very nice. Pasta with anything in particular? Naked? I, I'll take any pasta. Oh, okay. All right. Good. All right. Not picky. Just pasta. Carbs. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had an impact on you either personally or professionally. Go. Profit First, Mike Michalowicz. Nice. That's a really good one. Profit First is a, I'm due for a reread on that or a re-listen from my audible.com. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me on the Wingnut Social Podcast. Are you game to carry this conversation a little bit over in Wingnut Premium? 
I am. Let's do it. Okay, great. So you know what I'd like to talk about over there? Let's talk about some examples of specific content that you've actually put in the group that have gotten you the best engagement and led you to getting clients in real life. All right? Okay, let's do it. Okay, but before we go over there, tell the Wingnut listeners where they can go to find out more about you and uh, check out your group. So my group is called Homeschool Design and Renovation by Rachel Gill. I've also done an in-person event with that title, so that's helped as well. And then my Instagram handle is at Rachel Gill Design. My website is rachelgilldesign.co, not .com. I know. I thought it was a typo at first. So I'm emailing you. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, it's not. It's, it's, a, not. Sh- it's a shame. It's a real shame. <laughs> no, it's good enough. Good enough. All right, cool. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'll meet you over in premium. Okay. Guys, Rachel has hit it on the head, especially if you heard the whole interview, right? She talked about Shea McGee, which I know you guys have heard of, right? Multi-million dollar industry, her, Amber Lewis, all these, think of all these designers that have become huge in the space. Do you think that at the very beginning of their career, they were clenching their fists and holding on to design information? (laughs) No. They were out there, this is how I did this in my house. What do you guys, you know, they, it, there was give, 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 give. And people love that. People will invest in that, will throw money at you all day long because you've developed that relationship with them. You've built that fan base that I'm so crazy about this person because of they've given me so much information and a, a percentage of them will hire you because they're in love with what you do, with the information that you offer. And again, there's a line, right, that you can't do. And there's for two reasons. One, you don't want to give them so much free design that you're you're not getting paid for your work, right? But that's that's usually met with a, a natural limit of I just can't. I, just, I really just I would not be able to to design this or give you any more advice on this area unless I was in there and could see the space, put my hands on it, source stuff for you, and. You don't have to say this, but it's inferred that that's going to be, you know, to hire me to come in. That's that's a different level of um, relationship altogether, and that's going to require some Bitcoin <laughs> or some Dogecoin. <laughs> but seriously, give, give, give. I mean, you're not giving resources that are proprietary or, or undercutting yourself. You have to have common sense, but it's not like she's uh, Rachel's giving enough information where someone could go uh, gut their house and build a new kitchen, <laughs> right? Again, it's all about relationship building. I just can't stress it enough. I'm, I'm really, really passionate about that. And that's something that I did in the beginning, which helped me to get 21,000 some odd followers on Instagram, even in a, a market where it's hard to get followers, you know, on an organic basis. And have I have companies reaching out to me every day to collaborate, to do affiliate marketing for them. I'm not in the headspace to do it right now because recent divorce and move and everything, I'm taking a little bit of time off from that. But it was because of that attitude, that mentality of building that know, like, and trust and doing the giving. And I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself, but it's because I believe in it so much. So Rachel and I did continue our conversation over in Wingnut Premium. If you're not a premium member, don't despair. You can head on over to wingnutpremium.com. How easy is that? There's two different levels. You can just get the extended episodes, or you can also go in there and uh, have the membership that gives you access to the exclusive Facebook group with the masterminds with me and Emily and our webinars and et cetera. And you also get a monthly Instagram content planning calendar. You get the Ask Me Anything feature. 
tons and tons of benefits with the Wingnut Premium Group, whichever level you choose. And there's actually a, even a 20% discount for annual membership, which is a bargain, run, don't walk. But Rachel and I discussed specific forms of content and ideas that you can use to post in the group to help build this traction just to get you started. So I hope to see you guys over there. And that being said, I will see you next week. Please remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. You guys, I just hit my cursor and lost my place. It's a three-month grope. It's a three-month groping program. Hold on, I have a Cheeto in my throat. Good boy, Mango.